ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening. You're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. All right, everybody. We're right on time. And welcome. Today is Friday, September 22nd, 2023. My goodness, it's almost October. Uh, brother, it's going to get cold soon, probably. It's going to get cold. And and believe it or not, today is my 43rd birthday. Whoa! What an honor to yes. have you here. Um, we won't keep you too long so you can get some birthday cake over there. But uh, <laughs> happy birthday to you, man. Thanks, brother. It's good. It's God is good and faithful. And, yeah, we are we're getting ready for the winter months to roll in, but... Um, we know God is still moving, and it's just an honor to be serving Him. Yes, sure it is. Folks, Hank Groover and live. Brother Hank, you want to open us in prayer, and then I'm going to turn the microphone over to you. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we just come before you. We thank you, and we praise you. We give you all the glory for everything that you are doing right now, and and not only our lives, but in the, the lives of those that are listening in Shannon's life. Father, we just we pray for a greater outpouring of your Holy Spirit to just come upon your people in these latter days, Lord. We need more of your Spirit, more of your power to rest upon us. So, Lord, we thank you that you will never leave us, you will never forsake us, you are always present. But, Lord, help us to cry out to you more and to draw near unto you in such times as these. So, Lord, we give this this time to you. We thank you for it. And we just ask that the Holy Spirit will speak through me, and it will not be my words, but it will be your words. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Take all the time you like, Brother Hank. Welcome back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, brother, I was trying to look at the last time we were together, and I think it was uh, February, possibly, of this year. I know it was and before, um, I think, your last Japan trip. Isn't that right? Yeah, right before that. And so that was April of uh, this year. And wow, did God move mightily, just absolutely mightily. It was just so powerful. First time being back in Okinawa for myself since um, 2008, and I was there with my dad. And um, But yeah, it's been 15 years since I've been to Okinawa. I traveled with wow. another brother named Doug Suter, and uh, Doug is someone that, you should reach out to to be on your show. He's a precious brother. He went to Japan with my dad nine trips. Oh wow! And um, yes, he he really he really knows the the prayer walking um, principles, and he has been putting them to use for most of his life, all of his saved life. So yeah, um, remind me, and I'll give you his contact information. Thanks. So. A kind of funny testimony about um, Okinawa. So, you know, on the previous podcast, we talked about my dad, Henry Gruber, and how um, all the miracles he witnessed in Japan. And one of the most prominent ones is um, Snake Island. And you're familiar with that testimony, correct, Shannon? Oh, oh yes, sir. Isn't that the island that was infested with these little snakes? And if you get bit, like you walk two steps and you, you die? Yes, they're um, they're called the habu. They're they're deadly. Um, I, I think you have a few more than two steps, but either way, I wouldn't want to risk it <laughs> to find out. Um, 
but yeah, the, the island was just infested with habu and my dad's interpreter. Um, my the Holy Spirit spoke to my dad and said, "Hey, you're, you're, here's your orders for um, the coming days. You need to go walk and pray that island and go to the highest point of the island." And um, he did that with his interpreters, just scared out of his mind. No, Henry, you don't go on that island. You'll die. Um, boats don't get too close to it because snakes fall out of trees and they fall into boats. And people get bit by snakes, so they don't even go close to it with boats. It's that bad. There's no bridge to it. And um, they went back and forth. The, the testimony is quite um, – it's, it's funny, but it, it's really a powerful testimony. And I believe it was on either the second or third podcast that you did with my dad. And um, so that's something that people can look up in the archives, Lord willing, pretty soon. Is that oh, correct, yes. Shannon? Are the – Yes, sure. Thank Are the you. archives coming Thank together? You for reminding me. I'm going to get them all put back up, and they'll be there uh, for good. Um, Brother Hank, for those that may not have heard the story, so God gives your dad the mission to go to that island, and um, it's um, just infested with these habu vipers. Now, is this the island also that uh, your dad was hearing the screams of children being killed by samurais? No, that was actually um, the Prayer Mountain, oh. and that was the first trip. So that was um, up in Oske, Japan, and um, that was his first trip. Which, So this is a really, really interesting um, events that are going to come to pass here pretty soon. So that was October 10th of 1995, okay? And... Um, that was the the prayer mountain. That's a whole other testimony. We don't have time to, to go into it. But October 10th, 1995, first trip to Japan. Um, October 10th, 2019, my dad passes away. Brother, I'm, I'm headed back to mainland Japan for the first time since my dad's passing. Um, and I'm going with another brother here from the United States, Milton Alvarez, precious brother, powerful evangelist. And we were booking our tickets. We're going to walk and pray Suicide Forest and a number oh, of wow. other areas. Yes. Oh. So get this. I booked the tickets, and um, we originally were going to leave on the 11th of October, and the Holy Spirit was saying, no, you need to leave on the 9th. You need to leave on the 9th. I'm like, okay. So um, we re- redid it, booked the tickets to leave on the 9th, and I didn't realize until the, were already, the tickets were already booked that we arrive October 10th. So we have this October 10th day that is just the first day my parents were in Japan, the first meeting in Japan, October 10th, 1995. My dad passed away October 10th, 2019. And now I'm heading to the mainland for ministry October 10th this year, 38 years after their first trip. I'm sorry, 28 years, 28 years. Amazing. Oh, it's, it is. It's just truly amazing. I'm, I'm humbled and in awe of what God is doing and, um yeah there's just so so many things he is uh, just involved with I, I I glorify him for that so um back to Snake Island the that that's different from uh, Oske Japan where the prayer mountain was is um so that samurai fortress was an ancient fortress where they were um just doing horrific acts to teenage bo- or young boys and they were just horrifying 
Acts, and my dad heard the blood cries from that. Holy Spirit said, you have to get up there. You have to cleanse this land. Otherwise, I will not be able to hear the prayers coming from the prayer mountain because the, the blood is crying out so loudly. And so that was, um, yeah, that was another powerful testimony. And that testimony is actually what propelled him to all of Japan, especially Okinawa. Um, people came all over from Japan to hear him speak, and then mighty miracles were outpoured in that those services, and then they invited him down to Okinawa. And so his first trip to Okinawa was, I believe, in February of 1997. And um, Snake Island happened, I want to say, 2004 to 2006 range. And so, yeah, we... So back in, in those early 2000s, my dad's on Okinawa. He's been doing ministry for a number of years. Holy Spirit speak, speaks, go to this island. He tells his interpreter. The interpreter says, no, it's infested with snakes. You can't go there. You'll die. My dad says, no, I have to go. God told me to go, so I'll go without, with or without you. There's no bridge to it. So my dad kind of said, look, I'll, I'll walk across at low tide if you're not going to take me. And so his interpreter finally um, gave in, and I, I think they went there the next day when it, the tide was low, and they drove over to the island. And they get um, onto the island. There's a road, and there's these branches that are hitting the interpreter's car. So my dad he rolls down the window and he he starts pushing the branches away, and the interpreter, you know, Nima Sensei is his name. He just no, Henry, you can't do that. The snakes will fall in the car. You can't do that. Wow. And um, my d- dad just kept having to remind him, look. God didn't send me here to to give my life to a snake bite. If he sent me here, I'm to go. He will protect me. And that's the the principle of prayer walking. You you follow the peace of God. If you don't have the peace of God, you don't go. And my dad stressed that to Nima Sensei. He's like, look, Nima, if you don't have the peace, you don't go. You can't go with me. And I'm okay with that. You stay back. But if you have the peace of God, you go. You don't fight the flesh. You don't fight the enemy you go. And, um, so yeah, they went, they, they got to the end of the road and there's this big cave. And, um, my dad got out of the car, Nima stayed in it, (laughs) was scared. And my dad walked into the cave and, and this is the, the testimony of where he met the man that was in the cave. And this man was, um, an older man, full beard, dressed in old military fatigue clothing. And, this man was the keeper of the altar in the the depths of this cave. Oh my! So he, so if you remember the test, testimony, Shannon, he's he's he kind of pops out of the shadows. My dad has he's praying at an altar with his foot on it, and the man comes out and says, "What are you doing here?" In broken English, and and he says something along. My dad says, "Oh, I'm praying," and um, the man says, "Oh, okay. You pray at the altars, okay." I take you to more. And my dad's like, absolutely. (laughs) He doesn't tell him that he's, you know, not praying to Buddha. (laughs) And so in spiritual warfare, there's a lot of times you play dumb. It's, um, it's God's wisdom and it's truly amazing. So if you just come straight out the, the gate and you're like, I'm here you know, warfaring against the, the, the gates of hell and you're not going to stop me, sir. (laughs) You know, things are going to turn out differently. But just speak what the Holy Spirit says in that piece. And so he just says, I'm praying. I'm like, oh, okay. And so he takes him to the next altar. 
And my dad's praying there, and the man says these words, you have strong spirit. And my dad says, no, I have Holy Spirit. <laughs> and the man says in broken English, Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit. It's like, wow, very strong. I, not, I never see anybody pray like you pray. You put your feet on altar. <laughs> so he says, do you want me to take you to big altar? Something along those lines. And so my dad starts following him to the depths of this cave. And he's taking him around these cracks and crevices through these narrow openings, um, these cliffs and things like that. And he's hearing the waves crashing overhead. And the man is saying, you stay close to me. I'll, I'll take care of you. I, I'll take care of you. No snakes in here. Um, I don't know if he said I got rid of them or <laughs> um, I'll take care of you. Stay close. Don't don't slip. And so he takes him and leads him down to the depths of this cave and um, has a light in there. And they come to this large opening and there's this massive clamshell. And this clamshell, I think, is like five feet in diameter. And it's full of incense. And this man has been the keeper of that um, altar from a young age. Wow. And he, my, my dad prays, and the man says, you have so strong spirit. And my dad says, no, I have Holy Spirit. Do you want the Holy Spirit? And the man says, Holy Spirit, I can have Holy Spirit? Yes. And he prays with him. The man begins weeping right there. Powerful. So they come out of the cave. Nim is out of his car at that point. Nim is shocked that there's another person with my dad. <laughs> And um, so Nima starts talking to the man, and my dad disappears. His orders were to go to the top of this mountain, top of the mountain on this island. So my dad starts trudging through the, the jungle. And by the time they, they see him missing, they start yelling for him, Henry, Henry, you can't go. Snakes, snakes, it's too dangerous. And my dad had a, a stick with him, and um, he's saying that he's, you know, th there's, it's really tall grass. And there's these big spiders that, you know, make their webs in the trees and everything. And he's playing baseball with the spiders <laughs> with the stick, just sending them for a, <laughs> knocking them. What did uh, the brother tell us? Uh, uh, we ran into a, a brother in, in Okinawa. He's New Zealand. And um, in the sport, um, oh, my goodness. Like cricket or what something? They, it's, cricket. That's it. Cricket. <laughs> so when they hit a home run in a, a cricket, they call it knocking it for a six or something like that i think knocking it for a six so it's kind of on the other side of you know the park and um so colin um it just reminds me he, he told us that this trip and i'm gonna bring colin into the conversation this testimony a little bit later um so colin says yeah you, you know you're knocking him for a six knocking him out of the the park per se so my dad's hitting these snakes the interpreter is screaming for him, don't Henry, don't go, don't go. And then all of a sudden he hears the man saying, well, you wait, you wait for me. I'll clear path. I'll clear path. You wait for me. And the man's coming up with a machete and he's clearing the path. If any snakes come, I'll chop them in half. You wait for me. <laughs> and my dad waited a little bit, but he just didn't feel that he had the time to wait because it was taking so long. So he keeps going, goes all the way to the top of the mountain and, um, prays up there, declares the word of God, prays a prayer of declaration, reconciliation, renunciation, remitting sins. And uh, the, the, the caveman will call him, and Nima, his interpreter, meet him up there, and like, oh, so dangerous, so dangerous. And um, so 
that's the essence of that testimony. Now, my dad went back to Okinawa, I think it was less than two years later, and he's driving by the island because um, I didn't know where the island was. And I'd heard the testimony many times, but I always wanted to go there, but didn't know where it was. So keep that in mind. This is so amazing what God does. And so my dad goes back to Okinawa a couple of years later, and I think this was, like I said, 2004 to 2006 range. So I actually, he went back. It was earlier than that because I went with him 2008. Regardless, he goes back a few years later, and he's driving by the island, and he sees a new bridge built to it. And, and, and it was something like, I believe his interpreter never even told him that the snakes were gone from the island. They built a bridge and they started um, building little farms and things on the island. And his interpreter doesn't share that with him. <laughs> so he's driving by. He's like, Nima, isn't that Snake Island? He's like, oh, yeah, brother. Yeah, they built a bridge to it and, and they've got you know, farms on it and stuff. Yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's coming alive. It's like, wow, thanks wow. for the update. <laughs> but so that was that that was one of the amazing testimonies of the, the many that um my dad experienced in Okinawa. So he shared that that testimony at least once or twice with you on the, the, the podcast, okay? And brother, when I was heading out to Japan, I was in Dallas Fort Worth. So this was April I think I left April 10 or 12 is right after Easter. And I sent you a text message and I said these words to you. I'm going to pull it up because it, it was so prophetic. Okay. Um, let me make sure, but you didn't respond. Okay. And I think it was right when you lost your American cell phone. So it was April 11th, 6 25 AM. Hey brother, I'm getting ready to board my flight to Japan. We'll be in Okinawa. Lord willing, I will get pictures of the two-step outer island for you. I've been listening to all the shows. Thank you. Thank you. These are so powerful. I've been getting equipped to carry on the prayer walking message. Will to try to reach out to you when I'm in Japan. Bless you, brother. So I sent you that text about two-step outer island. Okay. Um, let me catch my breath here because the this next part of this testimony is, testimony. is very long. If so, yeah, you go ahead us. and say a few words. and um, Sure. If you're just Please. joining us, I'm excited to be here with Hank Groover, son of Henry Groover. And Brother Hank has picked up the torch, and he's continuing the work. And um, this was the last time we had um, we had done a program. You were just getting ready to go to Japan. And uh, Hank, the, um, the, the two-step adder, these Habu Vipers, that was on an island right there in the Okinawa island chain. So it would actually be part of Okinawa. Correct. I don't know if I ever told yeah. you this, but I lived in Okinawa uh, in 1970 as a child. I don't remember. I was only one year old. <laughs> wow. I've never been back. I want to go back and see where I live one day. I didn't know they had vipers. You're, Woo! Yeah, you're, you're probably like a four-hour flight or less. Yeah, you know, I was telling my mom. I said, Mom, uh, you've never been back either. I said, we got to go back there because uh, my dad was drafted during NAM. And thank God he got sent to Okinawa instead. So, um, oh yes, amen. So you you have went back on this trip. Uh, continue on with the story. This is fascinating. What happened next? Yes. So um, I need to rewind a little bit before I went to Okinawa. Before the tickets were booked, um, before anything was coming together, I was reaching out to different contacts that my dad had over the years, and it seemed like 
nothing was opening up. And in my spirit, I'm just crying out to God, Lord, please, if, if the work in Japan is done, I need you to remove this desire. Because this is, I believe this to be your desire for me to continue the work. But if these doors are all closing, Lord, you need to open new doors or, or take this desire away. Because I cannot handle it. It's just like being in the, in the midst of, you know, torn between two, two worlds. And um, it's like just so difficult. So I'm crying out to God and, and I'm, I'm reaching out to the interpreter and he's slow in getting back to me. And um, he's like, you know, I don't know if the churches are available. I'm still in lockdown because of he works on a military base and the military wouldn't let him, you know, out with anybody that's not family or or very close relatives. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, you, you know, but prior to that, or when that was all unfolding, I get these messages from three people in Japan, two are on the mainland and one's in Okinawa. And, um, and one of them is on the mainland and he, he reaches out to me. And he says, he says, brother, I've been going to indigenous um, communities all over the islands of Japan He's been, he entered the ministry, this brother, his name is Tex. Um, he's Japanese. He lives in Tokyo right now, but he was raised in Mexico. So his dad was a businessman and moved into Mexico when he was a younger boy. And um, him and his sisters went to a, a, I think it was Catholic convent, and they, they came to know the Lord through that. And so he, he moves back to Japan, and he's not doesn't have a strong walk with the Lord, but... 20 years goes by and he, God calls him back and he gets gloriously just like, you know, born again. And so he enters the ministry. And I think for about five, six years now, he's been um, going to smaller areas of Japan where the gospel is not preached, you know, where the, the, um, just these islands where there's indigenous people and, and they know there's no churches. They only know of maybe one Christian. And so all of these areas he's been going to, and he keeps hearing the same name at multiple locations. <laughs> the pastors of these churches or, or the brothers that he's connected to keep saying this very similar thing. And they say, a man by the name of Henry Gruber came to our church, came to our island 10, 20 years ago. He taught us prayer walking and spiritual warfare, but was never able to make it back. So it wasn't something that we were able to sustain. He heard that from, I think, at least five different pastors on five different islands all over Japan. Wow. He did not know my dad. So once he hears it so many times, he starts to research Henry Gruber. He gets in touch with my dad's interpreter, Akira Mori. And this is right at COVID. So this is 2020. They couldn't meet up because of all the COVID junk. Either way, he does a small training with Akira Morian, I think it was 2020, on prayer walking and what my dad taught the Japanese people. Okay? Fast forward three years later, he comes across a Facebook post that I'm going to be in Okinawa. He lives in Tokyo. Texts messages me and says, Brother, I thought it was important to reach out to you. I'm going to be in Okinawa the same time. I'm going to an island called Yorone Island. There's only one Christian on that island that we know of. There's no churches. We've been going to it for um, a couple, uh, a year or two now. We're trying to establish a church, a house church, 
And if you would want to go, we would be honored to have you go with us. Amazing. Now, before he messaged me that, Shannon, the schedule for Okinawa was not coming together. It was, I I thought I was just going to be able to go in there and I wouldn't have maybe one or two contacts and have to fly out fairly quickly because there just wasn't the, um, the doors opening. He messages me that, and I kid you not, within less than two weeks, we had a full schedule in Okinawa for a two-week schedule that was booked full. We were there for two weeks, 14 days. Of those two weeks, two days were travel. One was coming in. We left at, we arrived at, I think it was 10 o'clock at night, okay? The last day, we left at 4 or 5 in the morning. So you take those two days out, that's 12 days. There were two Mondays in there. Take those two days out, you have 10 days for ministry. We were in 10 different churches in Okinawa in the 14 days we were there, but the actual 10 ministry days. <laughs> it was so powerful. Wow. So one, it was almost as if God was waiting for that um, opening from the um, brother named Tex. So we could get that on the schedule because it worked out perfectly for that to be on the schedule. And then everything around it just blended only by God's grace and his, his planning. So that's one part of going back to Oklahoma. Now, at the same time, I'm in communication with another brother. Okay, this guy is from um, New Zealand. His name is Colin. Colin is an amazing brother, powerful testimony. He, um, he's been in Japan for, I think, close to 20 years he married a Japanese woman, okay? Colin gets gloriously saved when he, he he has family in Australia also. He has a sister in Australia. So he went back to Australia, and it was, I think, 2019, right before COVID. And he visits his sister. He's not a believer. He's agnostic. He, he doesn't believe in God, and but his sister's a believer. He, he's at his sister's house, and her pastor is over visiting. And her pastor gives a word of knowledge to Colin that just knocked him off his feet. It was so dead on. And he was just in awe. He's like, how do you know all this? How do you know all this? And she's like, this is the spirit of God. This is what God is telling you. So Colin goes back to Japan and finds a church and he gets born again. So Colin is now in Okinawa. Okay. He's not military. He's not, um, any, any, he's not, a pastor or anything like that. Colin, shortly after he gets saved, he comes across um, my dad's teachings on YouTube. And he, he starts listening to it, okay? And he finds out that I'm running the ministry. So he messages me. All right, he messages me, and um, we, we get this relationship going. And I thought in the early messages that he had either, he was, um, he had known my dad because um, I just assumed that he had been a believer for a long time, or he was in the military. I didn't know he was from New Zealand. So I, I figured he was just military and, and knew of my dad. And so the conversation before I go to Japan was just, you know, back and forth. And I'm like, okay, what church do you attend? And he, he says, Yomitan International. And I'm like, wow, that sounds so familiar. I go to my Bible, Shannon. I open up my Bible, and behind my cover of my Bible, I pull out a church program from the last time I was in Japan, which was 2008, with my dad. Guess what bulletin, the, the church bulletin that I pull out of my Bible in? Tell me. Guess what? Yomitan International. Whoa. The same church he attends. 
is the only church bulletin I ever saved in my Bible from all the, the churches we visited in Japan. That's a confirmation for sure. I take a picture of it and I send it to him like, is this the church you go to? He's like, yeah. And it has the date of me being there in 2008. I'm like, wow. So, brother, that's not even, that's, not, that's just the tip of the iceberg on this testimony. God is so awesome. So, I still am just assuming that he's military or something like that, or he knew, knew of my dad. So, I don't ask him any questions while I'm in America. We just say, hey, if there's a time we can get together, let's do it. So, I arrive in, in Japan, and the first Saturday in Okinawa, the first Saturday, we had time to meet with him. So he picks us up and I'm getting to know Colin a little bit better. I'm like, I, I, I'd known he was from New Zealand and everything like that. So I asked him about his testimony he shares with, um, you know, how he got saved and everything like that. And then I'm like, so how'd you come to know of my dad? I thought you, you came to know him through Yomitan International. He's like, no, your dad had already passed away by the time I started attending, attending that church. I had started watching YouTube videos and I, I just came across him and loved him. And I started talking to him about uh, Yomitan. And the people around him were like, yeah, we know Henry Groover. <laughs> He's been here many times. So that just blew him away. But so he picks us up that Saturday. And um, he's like, what do you guys want to do? I'm like, well, we want to walk and pray. Um, let, let's take us some places. You're familiar with the island. Take us some places and, and let's go. And, and I say, so what was the first – and and we're, we're driving around, and we don't know where to go, but we go to these ancient castle ruins. So we're, we're driving to the castle ruins, and, um, and I ask him, what was the, you know, what YouTube video did, you know, did you see of my dad's? What was the first one that you saw? So take a guess which was the first video, Shannon. Tell me. <laughs> Has something to do with Snake Island. Wow. <laughs> snake island he says that to me shannon and i get so excited i'm like brother you know where it's at then because i didn't know where it's at and doug who was with me had been there but doug didn't know where it was at so we're both excited we're like you've been there and he's like no brother i don't know where it's at i i I thought you guys maybe knew where it was at (laughs) we're like ah so we we start walking and praying the castle ruins in um, ancient castle. Uh, I forget how many centuries old, over 600 years, if not 1200 years, just ancient ruins. And we're walking and praying those. Um, it's a heritage site, I think by the United Nations or some world organization does these heritage sites all over the world. Um, amazing, amazing area, but much bloodshed. So we, we get done walking and praying that. And we're sitting in the car. We're talking about where we should go next. And we're talking about Snake Island. And, and Doug is like, I know the surroundings of it. If I look on a map, I think I can, I can narrow it down. Because there's, there's hundreds of islands around the island of Okinawa. I mean, it's a big island. It's the biggest. But there's still a ton of little islands all around it. And some are connected by bridges. So Doug's looking on the maps. And Colin's looking on the maps also. So within, I kid you not, within less than a few minutes, Colin says these words. Is it Yabuchi Island? Doug and I both look at each other with our jaws dropping. I'm pretty sure that's it. The name of the island wasn't on there, but it's actually Yabuchi Bridge. So the bridge that was built was called Yabuchi. And I don't know what Yabuchi means yet. I need to check that out. So we find out. We're looking on the map, and Doug says, 
I'm pretty sure that's it because he sees the surrounding bridges and, and islands around it. We put it in the GPS. We're less than three kilometers from this island. <laughs> less than three kilometers from it. We drive there within a matter of minutes. <laughs> Brother, we arrive at Snake Island and the bridge. Oh my goodness. We are just... And Doug is like, this is it. This is it. So Doug, one of the first, my dad asked him, he's like, what on the first, one of the first trips with my dad, Doug Suter, my dad asked him, what do you want to do, Doug? Well, I want to see Snake Island. (laughs) He's like, okay, okay, we'll go to Snake Island. So many, many years, I think it was at least eight years prior to this trip that Doug had been on the island. But so we're pulling up to the bridge and Doug's like, this is it. This is it. We go over the bridge, beautiful bridge. I mean, beautiful new bridge. And we, we enter the road and all of a sudden, you know, the road is, it's a gravel road, but it's cleared out. There's not branches hitting the car. We're we're driving past buildings on this Island where we're driving past what looks like a farm. We're driving past, um, almost like a water treatment center or something. I don't think that's what it was, but something like that. We're just in awe. We are in absolute awe. And we continue to drive. And I don't think the road on the island, the island, is, it's very small. I mean, if you drive from one end to the other, straight down the middle, I think it's maybe maybe a mile. But it, it might not even be that, mile, mile and a half. So it's not a big island. But um, so we get to the end of this this road and what do we see we see like six cars parked at the end of this road and uh there's a there's a lot of cats on on these cars and around these cars on several of the cars there's actually cats walking on the hood and things like this is interesting (laughs) cats on this island i'm pretty sure that um snakes eat cats or at least attack them. (laughs) So that's an interesting sign. Okay. So we walk past all these cars and we come to this sign and it says, um, Yabuchi cave ruins. We're reading about, they have it in English and Japanese. And in Japanese, they write that they have found pottery in these caves that date back I'm pretty sure they said 5,000 years. 5,000-year-old pottery in these caves on this island. So we, we walk around the corner, and we see the huge cave opening. And there's a group of like 20-some people sitting at that cave opening. And we get up closer to it. They're there doing like basic um, Shinto or Buddhist kind of rituals. They're not really heavy rituals, but they're, they're more connecting with mother earth and all that junk. And so we walk up to them and we didn't know if they were, it was like a tour guide. I almost thought it was a tour guide. And so we walk up to them and we're, we're kind of, Wondering, you know, can we go inside the cave? Because <laughs> there's some construction cones and things like that inside the cave. And it wasn't blocked off, but we just weren't sure. So we walk up to them and they point like, it's okay. Saying it's okay, go ahead and go in. So we go in the cave. <laughs> and um, 
we we start walking in this cave and it is just oh, brother it's just surreal being in that place where my my dad had had been you know some 20 years earlier oh yeah and that was infested with snakes um so we're, we're walking around in it and it's like we're coming to these areas that are closed off so there's a lot of stalactites that were um in the cave and stalactites they take thousands of years to grow as i'm sure you know you're aware of but it was almost as if God was closing off the doors to these different stalactites, um, the openings that led into the depths of the cave. Because we, we, we kept walking, we came to a dead end. But as we were walking, I, came, I, I noticed this staircase that was built into the rocks. And so we come back around, I'm like, I'm going up there. So I go up the staircase and I find a little opening. And... Um, I I enter the into the opening and by that time Doug and so Colin was with us he he's the one that took us drove us there so Doug and Colin came up and we find this this stone altar okay it's in in the depths of this cave not too far back but it's it's dark as can be and we have to have our flashlights on our phones on but there's very minimal um, ash in there it, I mean just very minimal so we're we're praying in that area but to the left of it is this opening, okay? And it's less than two feet tall. And there's a stalactite that comes down right in the middle of it. It's not even, it's like two feet square at the most. And the stalactite, the point comes down right to the middle of this opening. So Doug and I didn't feel led to, to crawl through there, but Colin did. So Colin crawls through there and he only had his flashlight on his phone and he starts um, just kind of going in there. He doesn't get too far. And he, he says, it's almost as if, the, the next um, opening caved in, and it, it's not there anymore, but you can tell it's an opening. And he finds this metal cross back there, a metal cross that was um, kind of in the, the dirt area standing up, like almost a grave marker or something. Not sure. We still don't know what it is. He's like, I, I thought about digging you know, see if it's pirate's treasure, but <laughs> probably not a good idea. <laughs> and uh, so he crawls back out and um, shows us the picture of that in there. But it was almost as if all the openings were shut off. The, I don't believe that man is there anymore. I don't believe they're able to go down in the depths of that cave and sacrifice anymore. Um, we did some more exploring. There's some other areas that had um, little altars and things like that that we were praying on, praying over and putting our feet on. And so we get ready to leave, and there's that group of people sitting there, and I just play dumb and, and start talking to them. And anybody speak English? And, and one lady, they point to a lady, and she's like, yeah, I speak English. What are you guys doing here? She thought we were military, so she was very on guard. And um, she thought, you know, we were military soldiers that were coming in to, you know, cause problems or do stupid things. And so I'm like, no. I, I said, my dad was here many, many years ago. And uh, he passed away, and, and now we're, we're, I'm kind of, you know, retracing some of the steps. Like, oh, wow. And that really got her excited. And um, so – She's talking to us, and, and I'm like, what are you guys doing here? Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we're, we're praying here. You know, we're doing, I forget what sect of religion it was, but um, 
so we're talking a little bit more and she says uh, we, we go to other sites in in okinawa that we we pray like this at do you want that information for those other sites oh wow <laughs> i'm like why well, yes i would i'd be very interested in that <laughs> and so she took my email down and and um actually emailed me a few days later. <laughs> we weren't able to make it into those other sites that trip, but, but yeah, so that was just amazing. Um, we, we leave that spot and we're walking out and we're seeing all these cats. All these cats are all over the Island. And, um, and so we, we um, go to another area where there's another small cave and um, a very small altar in there. It was like almost, there was a bunch of alcohol in there. So they'll put large bottles of sake um, at the altars. So, you know, they're praying to the God of alcohol for prosperity or whatever. And so um, a little cave, we, we went into that and, and prayed against that, came against that principality and power. And so we get done and, and um, we're just, all three of us are just glorifying God. We're just in such awe of, of what he's doing and, and allowing us to be a part of. Um, we, we go back to the church and we're, we're sharing the testimony with um, the pastor that we're staying with. And, and I, I, I tell her about the kitty cats. And, um, and she says in broken English, no more Habu Island. Now, Neko Island. Neko means kitty cat. <laughs> I'm like, no more snake island. You're right. It's, it's kitty cat island. Hallelujah. <laughs> so it's just the, the, the graciousness of God and his, his covenant. Um, it, it, there's such power when you are faithful to listen to God, when you don't succumb to the fear of the enemy who is doing everything he can to keep you from hearing God's voice and not only that, but following God's voice. So if my dad would not have, you know, known that that was the Holy Spirit telling him to go to that island, you know, it wouldn't have been redeemed. It wouldn't have been set free from that curse, but it was set free, brother. It is so powerful to see that. Um, we, the, the trip to Okinawa was just beautiful. I mean, it was, like I said, we were at 10 different fellowships in um, basically 10 days of preaching. And we are walking and praying with the pastors. They are just on fire for God. They are on fire for God. The churches are growing in Japan, um, in Okinawa. In Okinawa, I, I heard a statistic on the mainland um, that it is estimated that Christianity in Okinawa is around 10%. Now, on the mainland, it's under 2%. And when my dad and mom started going to Japan in 1995, it was one. It was half of 1%. So God is moving, especially in the islands of Japan. And there's been many prophecies that the, the revival is going to hit Okinawa and like a tsunami, it's going to go north to the, to the mainland and just saturate it with the glory of God. So I know my dad and my mom's, sacrifice and their commitment is a big part of that and i don't say that boastfully i say that with pride that they answered the call that they they were led by the holy spirit and and worked so many years on those islands labored so many years so 
um, another really cool testimony. So we, Tex was the other brother that I met, and um, and he said, you know, if you're available, we're going to the island of Yoron. Yoron Island is about a um, two and a half hour ferry ride from um, the northern part of Okinawa, going up north to the islands of the you know, scatter Okinawa. And I forget how many hundreds of islands there are, but there's a lot of different islands. Not all of them are inhabited, but the island of Yoron is a very dark area. They only know of one Christian on the island. And so they've been working that island for a number of trips now. So everything worked out in the schedule, like I said earlier. It was almost as if once we scheduled Yoron, the rest of Okinawa just fell into place. And so we we go to the island of Yoron, and um, we're... We're with two other American brothers that are um, partnering with Tex. Really neat to have. Um, there's like six of us, and then Colin went with us also. So we had just a you know a powerhouse of of believers going to to your own, and um, we we get to the island. There's no church. They're they're believing that God's going to at least you know start a home church pretty soon, and we. We're walking and praying different areas, and they take us to a, a – I think there's only one Buddhist temple on the whole um, island. It's not a very large island, but there's one Buddhist temple. And they take us to this Buddhist temple. But before that, we met another pastor from a, a neighboring island, <laughs> and that island is called Okinawarabu, Okinawarabu, I believe. And so I meet that pastor. That pastor says – you and your dad came to my church in the early 2000s. I remember you. <laughs> I'm like, you're kidding me. <laughs> and he met, he was on the island through Tex, who never knew my dad. So God just networked us with such amazing contacts. So this pastor, you know, it was like 20 years prior that I was with my dad on his, at his church outside of Okinawa, the, the mainland of Okinawa. And it just, wow, God, wow. Only you can orchestrate this. Only you can set these appointments up. It just brings me to, to tears thinking about it. So we were able to encourage him and, and, and we only made it to his Island once. Um, and my dad did, I believe. So we're, you know, talking with him and he's like, you, you come back, you come back to Okinawa, you come to my island. And I like, absolutely Lord, if Lord leads, absolutely. So that was when we, we first met up on the island and it's like, wow, God, you're, you're connecting everything. So they take us to this Buddhist temple and the, the priest is a young man. He's in his, I believe early thirties married with, has two children and um, he has a, a baby. And then his daughter, is a toddler. I think she was like four years old or something like that, maybe three years old. And so we, I didn't know them. We didn't see them. We start walking and praying and we're walking and praying all over this, the, this temple. And it's, it's the highest place on the Island. It's beautiful grounds. It's kept well. Um, but it, it is a high place. It is a stronghold spiritually. So we, we have the freedom to walk and pray all over this these temple grounds on top of the mountain. And we go over to an area where there's ancient ruins and there's a little cave on the 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 cliff, the side of this this mountain. 
and um, there's a, a trail to it. So I'm going down there and it's a small cave. Um, I just, there's a, a little shrine and I put my foot on it and pray and renounce it and, and remit the sins there. And so we get done walking and praying the grounds and the priest comes out and we, we begin to just minister to him. And Tex had met him before, but I think it was only one other time. So his whole family's out there and we're just, um, you know, I'm, I'm missing my daughter. She, she was four years old or just turned five years old. And, you know, I was away from her for three weeks, that trip. So I'm missing my daughter, of course. And then his daughter's, my daughter's close to my daughter's age. And so I'm just playing, you know, peekaboo with her and, and different things. And, um, we get done and I, I asked Tex if he'll ask the priest if we can pray for him. And he asked and the priest kind of like shyly, Oh, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing. And Tex says, don't worry about it. I don't know exactly how he said it, but you know, we want, we want to pray a blessing over you. And he's like, Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so like, yeah, we want to, we want to pray that God will bless your family. And, you know, they believe in 6 million gods. So what's one more to them praying over them in Christianity? We know, no, you don't allow that. <laughs> those are not gods. Those are demons. And, um, so we, we, we know we serve the, the one true God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. So, um, when you want to pray for a Japanese family or person, it's really easy to do because they all desire a blessing and they pray the priests, they pay the priests big money to come into their house and bless them. And they're actually just cursing their home. They don't realize it, but it's a curse that's getting put on their family and their home. So yeah, we pray for them. And I, and, and I, I begin to pray and just praying that God will bless them, bless them with their, once again, it's remitting sins. It's John twenty twenty three. Whosoever sins you remit, they're remitted unto them. Whosoever sins you retain, they will be retained. So, I, I'm remitting his sins the whole time I'm, you know, we're, we're talking. And then when it's time to pray for him, we're just praying the goodness of God will be poured out upon them. Romans uh, 4.2 or 2.4, always always mix it up. But it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. So we always want to pray that God will bless them with so much goodness they can't contain it. And then we pray um, that the the Lord of the harvest will send laborers into his harvest and they will just surround that person with, with Christians and that will preach to him, will share the gospel with him, that he can't get away from the truth, that it's just all around them. And then um, we pray that God will remove the blinders from their eyes, open their eyes so that they'll see the truth. So we're just praying over them, praying a blessing. And, and you don't have to pray all that out loud. I, I do pray out loud the blessing. I pray that God will bless you. He'll bless you abundantly. He'll bless you so much you can't contain it. But then um, later on, I'll, I'll be praying. When I'm remitting their sins, I'll be praying that God will open the open their eyes, remove the blinders. He'll uh, you know soften their heart and things like that. So we get done praying. We're leaving, and uh, the the kids are just rejoicing. His, his daughter is just so happy, and she's just having a ball. We leave the island, or, or I'm sorry, we leave the temple and um, go on to our next line of business and things like that. The next. Um, shortly later, it was like three or four hours later, we get a text message from the priest and he texts, um, um, our group leader and he says, thank you for visiting my family. Thank you for praying with me. Our lives are ever changed. My daughter was so overjoyed with you guys being there. She, that's all she talked about the whole afternoon. (laughs) 
so it just was powerful um powerful time with them but just god confirming his word confirming that if we're faithful he will come through he will come through and you know there there's times when we won't see the harvest the word of god says someone plants this you know, um one man waters but god gives the increase and i forget the the verse but um we we plant seeds we water them people water the seeds but god he's the one that gives the in, increase and um so it is all about planting seeds we cannot plant too many seeds we can never sow too many seeds if it, in the natural you can do that you you can't sow too many seeds in the ground because the plants will grow up together and and they won't have enough light and, and rain and things like that. But in the kingdom of God, we can never plant too many seeds. We want them to grow. We want them to, to, to be fruitful. And and when people come and they water that seed, it's, it's when God gives the increase. And that's that's so exciting. So that that is honestly a very brief um, testimony time of what God did in Okinawa. Um, it, it was just... Every day was so powerful. The, the churches there are hungry. We were in church services from um, some, most of them didn't start till evenings because they were during the week. So people would come at six or seven and we weren't out of there till 11 or 12 at, at night. And people were working the next day. They were hungry for the word of God. Um, Doug and I had just a, an amazing time. We would tag team the preaching. He would go up first and um, share for, you know, 20, 30 minutes, and then I'd come up and share for um, 30 to 60 minutes. <laughs> and God would just pour it out. He'd just pour it out on the people. We got done with that trip, and the interpreter um, that interpreted for my dad for many years, um, she came up, she was talking with me, and she's like, this was at the end of the trip. She says, you know, I was nervous about interpreting for you. I'm like, oh, really? Why is that? She's like, well, I didn't know your style of preaching. I, I was, you know, familiar with your dad and, and it was easy to interpret for him after a few times, but I didn't know your style. and I didn't know what you were going to say. I didn't know if you'd say the same thing over and over, or, um, you know, if you're going to just kind of talk about, um, your dad a lot or something. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, okay. So how do you feel it went? She's like, Oh, it was really good. I don't think you said the same you didn't preach the same sermon once. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I noticed that too. And I, I, I didn't realize that I, I had the intentions of, you know, kind of preaching and sharing the, the same kind of sermons with the same testimonies, but God, he had completely different ideas. So it was really beautiful to watch the Holy spirit speak to each church individually. It was his, his words that, that really, spoke to the churches because even though they're the body of christ they're they're all across the board shannon they these churches some of them are um baptist churches some of them are um you know borderline charismatic some of them are very charismatic but the, the spectrum of churches that my dad ministered in in okinawa was just so wide it was such a wide spectrum so the holy spirit he will he will minister to his people if we allow it and we don't try and set our agenda or our 
you know, schedule and, and what we think the, the word needs to be. Hank, so, what yeah, an amazing it was beautiful. trip. Um, beautiful time. God renewed the work through you, my brother. He is renewing it. And um, you're reestablishing connections there, making new contacts. Uh, yes. All these amazing divine appointments um, with fresh leads for new places to go over there and That's prayer right. walk. Oh, my goodness. That's right. This is exciting. That is right. Now, brother. It hey, is, brother. Did you get, uh, was this trip all Okinawa, or did you also get over to Japan for I, the suicide uh, yes. forest? So, no. Um, it was, we made it to the mainland, and we were there for a week. Um, most of that trip was in the Nagasaki area, so where the second oh. atomic bomb was dropped. Oh, my goodness. And, yeah, next time we're on, I want to share about that. That was a very powerful time. Um, and then we made it to another area on the mainland and oh there's a powerful testimony about um a bridge that had a lot of suicides happening so i, I want to share those testimonies next time okay. unfortunately um, Hank, um we'll have to you've already wet my appetite for the next show <laughs> oh my goodness yes sir well we're we'll excited have to do it before i go to japan on this trip so okay. i leave october um 7th Oh my I'm goodness. heading out to Oregon first. Okay. So if there's some time in the next um, couple of weeks that you have open, just message me and, and I can make it work. Absolutely. Because, brother, we, we were in the other amazing trip this, this year was in Guatemala. And we took the River Church, which is out of Portland, Oregon, actually Vancouver, Washington. And we were in Guatemala in August. And, brother, that trip, oh, my goodness. The, the testimonies from that trip – are literally three hours. It'll take me three hours to, to give oh, the testimony. Oh my goodness, this could be good. I want to hear that one too. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to keep it Yes, brother, we, we've got to document these because after listening to the ones from my dad, it just, oh, it's so beautiful to have those documented. So beautiful. Hank, you got to uh, so, not only share the testimonies, but we got to get you to do a program and uh, take us up to uh, one of these altars and describe the process. Um, yes. You know, you putting your foot on the altar and, and all the things that God has you do there to decontaminate them Amen. and break these curses. Yes. Um, yes. We've got to have more detail. Um, this is amazing. There's not too many people that I know that do what you do. In fact, I don't know anybody uh, yeah. other than... Uh, They're being raised up, brother. I'm, I'm running into more and more people. They well, are being raised God. up. That's how you can train some of them uh, through these programs and yes. getting the information out. Hank, um, I want to thank you for coming here on your birthday. Folks, we're going to get him back quickly. Yeah. I'll text you Amen. later, and then you give me some dates that work for you. Hank, um, how Please can people contact you in your ministry, and how can they support the work? Yeah, if they want to go to henrygroover.com, um, we've been revamping our website, and um, we're getting to the place where I, I finally sent out the first mass email. <laughs> ever um so if you go to the website and subscribe you'll receive updates through email um there's also a blog on there to receive updates the majority of the updates the most quick and instant ones come through the henry groover facebook page um that's what i'm able to do while i'm overseas or out of country so uh there's a a giving link on there through paypal and, and some different things so um but yeah now a real quick side note 
I've been telling you about all the cassette tapes that I've been going through, the hundreds of cassette tapes that I found from my dad's ministry over the last 50 years. Yes. And um, I finally, so get this, Shannon, that trip to Japan, I brought, I, I, I ordered a little cassette tape converter off of Amazon. It, it's like a Sony Walkman, okay? Yes, sir. It's got an internal battery, and this thing is amazing. So I brought that, and I think it was about 50 cassette tapes with me to Japan. And in the airports on the plane, I'm converting these things to MP3. So I now have 275 cassette tapes that I've converted. Oh, my goodness. It's um, 14 gig worth, and it's probably close to 130 hours of my dad's preaching over the last... 50, 60 years. <laughs> that is amazing. So it's exciting, and, and I'm going to put those out there on a podcast, but what I believe I'm going to do first is offer them to the people that subscribe on the website, so I'll send them different um, messages each week or month or whatever I can, oh, wow. can do. That's a great um, idea. So it's exciting. I'm so excited about that. Oh, um, man, that's that's a treasure right there. Treasure trove. It is, it is, and and you know about that with Win Worley's cassettes and, and everybody yes. else you've done. A.A. Allen. Um, Listen. Absolutely. The, the, this stuff is so valuable. Uh, you can hear t- great testimonies, get encouragement, learn uh, things you'll never learn probably anywhere else. And Because um, these are the pioneers that have been there and done it, boots yes. on the ground. And um, That's right. Oh, man, what a blessing that's going to be. That's exciting. Once again, they can go to henrygroover.com. And uh, yes, and uh, support the ministry, uh, Hank. Thank you for reconnecting with me. And uh, mm-hmm. as for uh, folks, uh, please share this program with everybody you can. And uh, let me say this to you: uh, since our last communication, only a few months ago, mm-hmm. uh, Indonesia has opened up, and for the first time, you can come in here. No vaccinations required. And uh, that was a real miracle because I was trying to get some mm-hmm. of my family in here. And uh, two months ago, I was figuring out, how am I going to do it? They're wanting vaccinations. And then I said, God, what's in your hands? Mm-hmm. You're going to have to move or I may never see my family again. The the uh, the whole thing was eliminated. And uh, the mm-hmm. doors are wide open. Now, nobody has ever prayer walked uh, Bali that I know of. And yeah. I mentioned to your dad when he was alive, I said, Brother Groover, you thought, have you thought about coming to Bali? What well, never <laughs> happened. So just want to let you know, be in prayer about that. Oh, yeah. And um, there are about seven high places here mm-hmm. um, that I need, to get, I need to get some research on and get it to you. And then you praying as God opens the door, sounds like you'll be in and out of Asia. Uh, yeah. From now on going Such forward, there'll be, there'll be great opportunities for you to prayer walk places that have never been walked before and Hallelujah. pull down these strongholds. So keep that in mind too. Um, Absolutely. Thank you for coming on today and happy birthday to you. Would you like to close this thank in prayer? You. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we, we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have been here amongst us. And we just, we, we know you always work and we, we know you will continue to work. And we just, we welcome you in our lives to continue working, continue the, the process, the completion 
of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So we thank you for this time, Lord. We just pray that this word will will go where it needs to go. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. We pray for Shannon, Lord, that you'll bless him and his family, Lord Jesus. You will provide all of their needs according to your riches and glory. Lord, we just we pray for just an abundance, abundance of your blessings, Father. We thank you for this time, and we commit it to you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen, friend, amen. We, we love and appreciate you. Thank you for coming on, and I'll be in contact with you soon. <laughs> Sounds wonderful, brother. Blessings to you all. God bless you, Hank. Thank you. Bye-bye. Folks, oh my goodness, what a testimony that was. And there's more where that came from. We're going to get Hank back on to talk about uh, the trip to Nagasaki. Um, I want to hear about Suicide Forest. Um, Three-hour program we're going to need to do on Guatemala. And uh, what an amazing story. And listen, that's some exciting news. Hank's got about 200 audios of his dead. Oh, man. Every one is like an Indiana Jones adventure. Fascinating. Fascinating ministry. Prayer walking. Exciting. That's real ministry in action. Go to henrygroover.com and you can support the ministry there. You can find out more about what they're doing, where they're going to be. And uh, tell them Omega Man City. Praise God. Folks, I want to thank you all for tuning in today. God richly bless you. And uh, we're going to be back tonight at 8 o'clock. So I'm going to go to bed so I can wake up. And uh, we'll have uh, Victor Mravlag on tonight. Hope you'll join us again. If you want to contact me, you can do so at my website. Thank you for your support out there. OmegaManRadio.com and uh, love you all. God richly bless you. Thank you for tuning in today.